What's up and welcome to Shop Sounds, a woodworking podcast about nothing. With myself, Nick Key of Key Woodworks, Jason Hibbs of Bourbon Moth, and Keith Johnson, better known as KJ Sawdust. All three of us are on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. All right, folks. Despite the fact I almost electrocuted myself today, Jason built a freaking river table. Yup. Yummy. Not yucky. Okay, that's an edit. And Nick <laughs> has finally realized that black may not be all it's cracked up to be. This podcast continues to be sponsored by our astroplated sourdough lovers over at Bits and Bits, who, by the way, can no longer afford gas to get to work and have resorted to hitchhiking for their morning commute. <laughs> yeah. That's Did sad. you say astroplated? Did I? I think you did. I did. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. That works. That's a whole nother chemical reaction rather than just coding. <laughs> now, when bits and bits aren't risking their lives on the open roads just to dolly part in that nine to five, they are making their own bits for routers and the CNC right here in the US of A where TikTok continues to dominate the ever-wretched social media landscape. Now, after Bits and Bits makes them bits, they grab a bucket of Astra coating and dunk them like a warm bread in that olive oil and secret spice mixture at Carabas. Oh, What's mama second, mia! Second bread reference so far in this Oh, episode. yeah. He's oh, heavy on the say? yeast. It's wow. been a while since I've had any gluten, so I'm a little <laughs> And this olive oil, uh, Astra coating, has proven to give these bits higher speeds and feed rates and extend the life of them by up to three times. Now, bits and bits are also constantly in the lab and coming out with new bits and expanding their tool selection. So check out their new tools page on bitsbits.com and hashtag get bit, baby. And don't forget, they also take the Great American Whiteside router bits and glaze them with their Astra coating so they can be fully optimized in your routers, CNCs, and Shaper Origins. Is that really their hashtag, get bit, baby? I just made it up. I'm oh, I like that. It is the now. trend totally, right here. We're totally it blowing that up. It is now. Yeah, get bit, one. baby. Uh, and finally, Bits and Bits is also an authorized Festool dealer. And breaking news, folks, Festool is releasing their new TS55 track saw and accessories on March 25th, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I Ooh. have one. And Mine I'm very excited about mail. it. Mm. Now, Bits and Bits are taking pre-orders on these, and they will ship on March 25th. So go pre-order a new thin curve track saw, a track square, which I have that, and it is flipping amazing. They finally addressed a lot of the issues that other track squares have. Uh, these amazing new guide rails, and the Top Rock Boombox, oh, and Panini yeah. Maker. <laughs> the Panini <Wait>. Maker. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the you Top what? Rock, Keith? Yeah, you know what's really cool about that thing? So it's got like a built-in Bluetooth stereo in the lid of the sustainer. And because it's kind of heavy, there is soft close mechanism in the Ooh. lid. So you can't slam shut. Mm. Hey-o. Bring in wow. soft close to the sustainer. Wait. I mean, heck, why not add all of these to cart and save on shipping? So go to mm. Bits and bits.com and pre-order your festival and be sure and check out all of bits and bits's offerings at bitsbits.com and use coupon code morsels15 save 15% off your next order of router and or cnc bit cnc bits <laughs> i get tongue tied because every time you use that coupon code my morsels 
get one step closer to being dipped in 14 karat gold. That's right, baby. These morsels need some bling. Better than 12 karat. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. How many carats be does it take to, to make gold? <laughs> I mean, well, uh, I mean, 16 carats seems like the logical next step. <laughs> yeah. Now, guys, Wait. we also have some... Yes, please continue. What What do you got, Nick? Nothing. Just, Go ahead. Oh, all right. We have to announce our giveaway winners. Bits and Bits was kind enough to not only sponsor this podcast, but also give back a little bit more with a giveaway. And thanks to everyone who signed up on their website... And got entered uh-huh. in the drawing to win. So here we go. Without any wait, wait, further, wait, wait. All right, a sir. A little further ado. I feel a like we further. gotta give this a little more pomp and circumstance. It's a giveaway. I know. I was waiting for you with the echo. Right. Are you ready? Ooh. You're gonna announce the these. giveaway winner. Yeah. And I, I might add that mm. we announced there would only be one winner. Ah. Bits and bits was so nice. That they said, you know what? We're going to step it up, and there's going to be three winners. Mm-hmm. Three. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Without further ado. Yeah, yours cool. That doesn't work. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> I'll add it in All post. Right. The first winner is Ryan Wait, wait, Dalt- wait. Oh, okay. I just didn't know if, because there's different like winners. Are we going third okay. to first, or first to third, or is there even? A, are they all just different? I don't know different? if there's a dollar value. Okay, go ahead. They look Sorry, all pretty I think easy. it's in order here. Ryan Daltrey in Texas. All right. <laughs> <laughs> From the great state of Texas, Ryan Daltrey, you have won yourself a three-piece router bit set. Now, mm. I have no instructions on here on what you should do to claim this. Prize. I'm pretty sure he's already been contacted. All right. Yeah, so I think everyone already know. knows. Oh, All right. Yeah. Well, then I don't even have to mention Andy Roundy in Utah with his two-piece flush trim set or Jeremy Newfeld in Alberta, El Canada. Oh, man. Ooh. Nice. A foreigner. Man. Oh, north of the border for this one. Who 75 a gift s- card to, to the uh, Olive <laughs> Garden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bag milk. Oh. Oh, wow. A $75 gift card for BitsBits.com. So thank you again to everyone who entered, who listens to this podcast and supports our sponsors using our coupon code. And thank you to Bits and Bits for supporting Mm -hmm. what we do and our audience. That's awesome. Yes. Well, and speaking of supporters, I want to shout out some of our our bros, our man's ears, supporting us all the way through this thing. But oh wait, know, we have some woman's ears. We have some woman. Or, well, let's not get into yeah. let's not get into that. Uh, okay, um, female's ears. It is after we, hours. Men and women that support us over on Patreon. We got some new patrons, and these are carryover from our last episode because I wasn't able to read them because we were in Workbench Con in Atlanta. So uh, here we go. New patrons. We got Brandon M. We got Matthew um, Muncy. We got Johannes Lundquist. 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 Okay. I think you forgot the N. The N's pronounced. Lundquist. Lundquist. Yeah. Lundquist. I think he used to be the goalie for the Rangers. Johannes oh. Lundquist. He's from Utah. We got Doug. Actually, I don't know where he's from. It doesn't say. We got Doug Weiss. We got Alan Tag. Greg You're Mitchell. It. I know a Greg Mitchell. Maybe it's the same one. Could uh, be. Prob- uh, maybe. It's not a very common name. That's no. true. We got Joey Sterline or Sterlin. 
Sterling? Mm-hmm. Sterling. Sterling. I like it. Okay. Patrick Miller. He's uh, heir to the Miller Brewing Company. We got mm-hmm. Michael Wheeler. Steph Tile. Till. Tile? Till. I think Till. Tile. I don't know. T-Y-L-L. I go Tile. There's a, a lack of vowels in that. <laughs> well, <laughs> Y name. is considered a vowel sometimes. 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 Okay. Uh, we got Christopher M. Babick. And then just Christoph. No last name. Isn't he the guy from the Truman Show? Wasn't that uh, Ed, Ed, Ed Reed or Ed, what's the guy's name? Who was uh, the behind the scenes? Yeah, wasn't his name on the Truman Show with hmm. Jim Carrey, oh. the behind the scenes guy? I still think we're all in the Truman Show. This is the Truman Show. <laughs> you might be mm. right. Uh, Sam Gooding hyphen Matthews. Mm-hmm. And then we got Michael Andres. Andres? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Curtis. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. It's spelled out how you're supposed to say it. Curtis <laughs> Ruggets. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then we just got Aaron. And no last name. And then we got a lowly. Singleton, one new top tier patron, and his name is Dev Sales. Mm-hmm. Right on. He's Thanks, sailed Dev. For a long time. He's building his own sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got some returning top tier patrons, which we'll get to them towards the after end of the yeah end of the show, and we'll thank them. Right. I need to I need to mention one of our top tiers here, uh, Mr. Yono Reich. He actually lives near me, uh, like right down the street from our pal Tamar at 3x3 Custom. Yeah. Right here in New Jersey. I found that out at WorkbenchCon. So, Yono. That's right. Hola. Really? <laughs> hola, Yono. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. All right. There you well, have it. So, well, we're two weeks out from seeing each other at WorkbenchCon. Mm-hmm. What you guys? What you guys been up to? Nothing. Wait, we're we're seeing each other in two weeks? No, we saw each other two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, saw. we're two weeks past. We saw that was a weird. Okay, I joke. get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't think I'm any more vo- motivated now than I was before. So hey, this the whole thing a was a waste big, of time. This is a big <laughs> episode, you guys. <laughs> big episode because something Why? happened that's monumental. Mm-hmm. What? That we all thought would never happen. And I'm pretty sure the mudroom's done, yeah? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, actually, it is. Wow. Let's Good hear about you, it. man. Took you long enough. How well, many coats of paint? Uh, various. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny because uh, I had everything painted, you know, just aside from a little touch-up on the trim I needed to do. Everything was painted and... My sister handed me the hardware, like this really nice beefy brass hardware from Injuvenation. Yeah. And I'm holding it and looking at it, figuring out how I'm going to route out like a recess in there that's what sits flush. And I dropped the thing right on the bench top, put a huge dent in it <laughs> and had to fill it and prime it and repaint that. Uh-huh. Um, but, and I did have an issue with, did I, I guess this happened after WorkbenchCon, an issue with the flooring. So there was... The hardwood floor that was there was covered by the old built-ins. When I took it off, I sanded yeah. it down yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and re-stained it to match the existing, which is a dark stain. It's a 50-50 mix of ebony and yakko bean. So, oh, boy. 
mixed it up and I put it down and it was way lighter. I mean, way lighter than what was there. So instant freak out. But I recalled uh, this guy, John from JNS Wood Floors from upstate New York, who had messaged me a while ago when I was talking about the stain. And he said, don't use Minwax. I was like, why? He goes, oh, because this other kind is way better. It's like, well, I kind of have to because it's, you know, matching. He's like, okay. So I, I desperately DM'd him and he's like, did you water pop the floor? I was like, oh, wait, what, 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 who, what? No, I, it just didn't even cross my mind. You know, I'm thinking oil, I mean, you know, solvent based stain, water pop. It didn't even right. occur to me. So now bear in mind, I have stained everything up to my nice finished trim uh, everywhere. I had yeah, to sand yeah. everything off, scrape everything off. And Nick, this is where the Stumac scraper came in really handy. Oh, did you get one of those? Yeah. Let's hear about is, it. Let's it is hear awesome. about it. It, it worked fantastic, like, especially on the floor because it's so beefy and it, it just takes nice shavings off of that white oak. So I finally got all that off, re-sanded everything, water popped the floor and put that coat of stain down and it matched perfect. Uh, That's awesome. Now, unfortunately, I had like, I was wearing gloves, but I had little bits of stain all over them that I didn't know. So everything I touched... The bench top included, the built-in, the wall, the trim. <laughs> There's like <laughs> stain everywhere yeah. that all needed to be touched That's up. something I would do. And then, so I'm like, it's satin poly. So I put some wipe-on poly. I'm like, this will be easier. I put two coats of wipe-on poly, and it was like there was nothing on it. It Like, I don't even know how it's possible to soak. I mean, it's well, so thin, drank the wipe-on. Drank Oak it up. soaks that stuff up. Yeah. <sighs> Thirsty. So... I got a full can of the high test satin poly, put that on, and it was it, the sheen was too dull still. So I'm like, okay. So I put another coat on, come back the next day, and it looks like <laughs> it looks like gloss next to the old satin floor, even though it's satin. So huh. whether it's because the other floor is eight years of just unsheening itself or what, but you just you know, hit it sit- with a little, you know. Steel wool. Like bring a white scotch bright. Yeah. Like eight hundred yeah, steel wool. Will. Bring that sheen down a little bit till it matches. Yeah. That's what I would do. Oh, I was like, just in my socks, like rubbing really hard. Rubbing all over the place. That's the same. Yeah. That's the same. Doing break dancing all over it. Yeah. <laughs> a I would have paid brown to see that. Craft paper, anything like that'll <laughs> yeah. bring the sheen down. That's true, yeah. Like a garbage bag. I mean a brown paper bag. So yeah. but any event, yes, all the hardware's in, the doors are hung, the drawer fronts are back on. Everything is in, and I have no time to edit this video. So it should be, I'm scheduling a fall release on this video. That will bring us to one full year to when I started to when the video gets released. Oh, my goodness. Full yeah, year. I started in August. Does, does that top your uh, longest whiskey cabinet build? Yeah. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Uh, that's ooh, I'm gonna have to research that. I don't know. Yeah, you're yeah, gonna the whiskey, go back the and whiskey cabinet. Check your I think on that thing. was a year. Yeah, because didn't you just start on that like right after I left when we did Neil's bench? Yeah, I start. Well, I did the demo in August when they were on vacation. Yeah. Like right oh, my. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> now wait. So you said, um, what's his name? Told you to water pop the floors. Yeah. That. Does is that basically the same thing as like using a conditioner so that it would accept the stain better or is it Yeah, it yeah, exactly. It opens up those pores. And I okay. could tell after I did it and I put that coat of stain on, like it was like black paint. Like I could tell it was soaking it, it was in. Just, yeah. Mm. The other was just it, you know, I had sanded the floor to one fifty. I thought, you know, well that's rough it's enough. Still, to, still pretty to, open, yeah. But 
I mean, it still felt super smooth and yeah, it just didn't soak it in. So lesson learned. Actually, the real lesson here is why would you ever use that crap, that stain? I mean, it's just such a, a nightmare to match. And it was everywhere. And trying to, like, do I rub it off now? If I rub it off too much, then uh, then it's lighter over here than it is. I mean, just Rubio. That's what she said. And yeah, she did. <laughs> she knows how to rub it. That's right. So, yeah, it's kind of sad. You know, I look a little bittersweet. Kind of sad for it to be over, but. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I missed your, uh, I don't even know if you actually said or, you know, if you went with the, your screws being up and down or horizontal, what'd you end I up? Went, I clocked the screws horizontal. Oh, now, really? Because I just like the way it looked better. Now, other people make great arguments that they should be vertical to go with the vertical of the hook. And an electrician said they always should be clocked vertical. So okay. the dust doesn't collect in, oh my in, the, in the slot. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I got OCD, but that that's next level oh OCD. My. That's OOCD. I use that um, rejuvenation stuff a lot. Like whenever mm -hmm. we do built-ins, my wife always gets the hardware from rejuvenation. And that's the one thing I don't like is the slotted screws. I get it. Yeah. It's like older looking, but man, I hate it. It looks screws. classy, but yeah, it's the worst to work with. If you're not careful, especially with that soft brass, you slip off of that and put a gouge in there. Yeah. Yep. It's a pain. I had to Plus, pre they don't, so I they don't send no. additional screws to get your pilot hole in there. Oh, they don't? No. no. Not Just like the soft and... brass screws. So, so what do you it. use to, to. So, this is what I it. did I okay. used a, a self centering Vix bit to pre drill. Yeah. Then I came in with a little bit bigger drill bit. Then I found a number four wood screw and threaded that in. And then I took a number six wood screw and threaded that in because with the problem with those screws they give you, it's got threading and then up near the tip is just shaft, no screws, mm. and it's wider than the oh. actual thread. So what happens is sometimes you like get to that looking point. looking in the mirror. <laughs> like a baby's <laughs> arm holding an apple. <laughs> so when you get to the tip, it's a lot wider than the other. Tip. Right. Yeah. So that's where they could. So snap. it took you five, five and wax pilots. Hey, Nick, Nick, and I wax. just yeah. pre-drill with a little bit smaller drill bit, and I dip it in a little wax. That's all I right. do, and it's okay, totally that's, fine. Keith it's, has just it probably would have. I was so scared. He's on another level. I, he's on a whole that, other level, right? And I put a dab of CA glue in there just to hold it. And you did CA. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And then I Brad nailed the whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then epoxied on top. Oh, man. I, you know, I should have. Those things, though, you know, and the problem with that hardware, oh, it's so nice and beautiful, but it's it's not hand-forged, but it's also not machine-made. So it's there's little inconsistencies in the thickness. So you're like, all right, I'll set my router bit to yeah. to recess this, and then the, the one sits proud. One sits It's like, yeah. F off. And they're well, not how, square. How much, speaking of inconsistencies, how much did it throw you off that you... Or not throw you off, but make you mad that your uh, hooks on the sides had to be a little bit higher or lower than oh. <laughs> the, the left and right. That didn't bother me as much because you really couldn't tell. But yeah, I had to, for the middle dividers where it hooks on both sides, I had to offset them so that the screws didn't hit. <laughs> so the tips didn't touch. Oh, it didn't have yeah. any docking uh, <laughs> between the tips. No sword so fighting. what happened was I offset them by an eighth of an inch and I started putting them in and the screws went like, you could tell that they were hitting the threads of the other screw. So I must, oh, those really? must not, so as those you're must not have been in. And it's back in the other screw out. Uh. Yeah. 
So I had to I had to pull them out, stuff toothpicks in there to fill that hole, move over another eighth, and then pre-drill oh my and goodness. go. Yeah, I could yeah. tell in your story that you were probably having issues when you showed the bench and there was just like it was either toothpicks or matchsticks just like yeah. all over the <laughs> bench top. <laughs> I was like, I know what's I know exactly what's going on. Oh there. my god. I was sweating. I was so mad. Cause it's like this is the this is the end. This is the final touches. It mm-hmm. should be easy. And it just fought me the whole way. But Yeah. Listen, the 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 thing is my sister is like loves it. And my sister's very hard to please, not as far as That's like good. my work, but as far as colors and hardware. Like she toiled back and forth with all you know, that's one of the reasons this took so long. She couldn't decide on paint or lighting a, or sounds a lot like you. Yeah. Yes. It's almost yeah. like you can't make a decision. We can't make a decision. Yep. Mm. Definitely but, siblings. Yeah. So now they can, now my niece and nephew can destroy that thing. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. I give it six months. Oh, six months. Wow. Yeah, I give it two weeks and it'll be dinged and scratched up the wazoo. I know how kids are. Yeah. They're already fighting over who gets what locker, even though they decided like before I even built it. Now it's oh, like, I funny. didn't say that. Mm. That's the so. best. But, so that's done. So that's done. And the other big built-in that Kevin and I did is at the finisher. We 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 pummeled that thing out in like just that. over two weeks. Yeah. This is what happens for when the win, uh, huh? uh, Lamella for the win, uh, Craig for the win. So how on big the hinge was that? Fourteen feet, thirteen. Fifteen, a hundred and eighty-five inches long, and wow, Carrie did a ten feet foot high built-in in two weeks, and you did yep. a little mudroom lock. Mudroom in one <laughs> year. <laughs> 52 weeks later. Wow. See, when I'm working with someone, it's like, it's so much easier. I don't know. <laughs> someone that can yeah, make decisions. We, yeah. We work, well, we were working right off a set of plan. I mean, we, you know, it's like, we just worked really well. Together. You do this, I'll do that. We know what we're doing. And it just, yeah. And this is one of those things we didn't make. And obviously we still have the install to go, but we didn't make one mistake. Like I made extra parts for here and there. We didn't use Knock anything. On wood. Uh, yeah, really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're going to get there and try and slide it between and those it won't walls fit. and be like, we oh, made well, one mistake. <laughs> Dude, I can, let me tell you, I'm like, wait, are we sure this measurement is right? Because, you know, we got to scribe the end and styles. I'm like, oh my God, I hope this fits. Yeah, there's still that trepidation, the measurement. But I mean, to I double checked them. open a beer bottle with this USB and I did it successfully with the first beer, but now the USB's bent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, and I just broke the that, USB That has all your thing. footage on there from your last build. Oh, no, it's just boy. like a charging cord. I think it's to my Bluetooth headphones, but they all charge for a long time. I don't need it again. Yeah. Oh, you'll be fine. Workbench sent a uh, a bottle opener in your swag there. bag. Maybe they did? Maybe one of my yeah. wife's high heel shoes will get the job done. <laughs> I bet you my... Uh, Nailed it. Nice. I think my <laughs> housekeeper got that. She got a lot of stuff. Swag. The housekeeper at the hotel. Yeah, which never oh. showed up, by the way. Did no one ever clean my room in the four days well, I was there? No, we had to go ask. I think it uh, was like how we got a reduced rate with WorkbenchCon. Is they're probably like, <laughs> we'll give you this price. We won't give you any no house cleaning during the whole thing. <laughs> no housekeeping. Well, mine came during the middle of our podcast. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and we had to go track a lady her. down and say, hey, we're out of towels, toilet paper. The bed sheets have blood all over them. Yeah, what did you do with all that toilet paper? There was pizza everywhere. Gosh. Well, it was so fun because we were on the eighth floor and we could throw it off the 
balcony. Oh, off the balcony, right? <laughs> Ticker down tape into the foyer. It was great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. So so Nick, um, the guitar. Yeah. So yeah, you ran into some problems with the black. You still like, love the black. I've run into in the past. I mean, I, it looks hot, but okay. I love I love the black. There was a few days in the past couple of weeks where I hated the black. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. So um, I think, I can't remember where I was actually at the point at WorkbenchCon when I talked about it last. Uh, I had sprayed black on on it, I think. But when I got back, I had to sand it off because I didn't the pores get enough. Were filled. Yeah. I didn't get enough um, pore filler in there. And I put more Total Boat on it. Total boat, baby. Total boat, baby. Put some more high performance on it. So the first time I actually used uh, penetrating epoxy, and then after talking to um, uh, Total Boat, they were like, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike mm-hmm. said, "Dude, use high performance." So I was like, "Oh, okay." So I used it, and he was right. It was thicker. It filled in more. Uh, I didn't have to like worry as much about it. Sanded it off, and then I put like. Man, I think I th- I threw like four coats of black on it, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect." And then I sprayed like three more, and that's where I'm sitting now. So I think I've got like seven coats of black on the back and sides right now. You need to do what, like eight or ten more? No, I'm done with black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm totally I'm totally done with black, but I'm gonna do like nine more coats of clear. Wow. Um. Yeah. So the thing is. I Wait, did you the, just say nine or ten coats of clear? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So the back is almost level, but I need to level sand it, but the, the lacquer hasn't cured enough. And I found that out because <laughs> after I sprayed the last coat, I gave it like two days and we had like this temperature drop. I, I mean, you guys know, I, we got like six inches of snow overnight. Super mm, We got weird. that today. <laughs> yeah. And so like yesterday I put the guitar on a towel overnight and the, the, just the fibers of the towel and the weight of the guitar left little dimples on the back of the black lacquer. So it's not, it's not a ton. That happened to me and this river table I made. I did a (laughs) clear bar coat. (laughs) I'm serious. I did a clear bar coat pour over the top because I didn't want to have to sand down the actual river part really well. The nice thing is if you just put epoxy back over it, you can sand to like 40 grit and it'll look perfectly clear again. Right. Hmm. So I just did a bar coat over the top. I let it sit for like two days and then I flipped it over to do the same thing on the bottom and I set it on a moving blanket. And sure enough, when I flipped it back over, the little patterns... Oh yeah, my gosh. Like yeah. So I spent 16 hours re-sanding it down, redoing sure another barcode on the top. I did. I had to get it perfect. <laughs> you had to get it perfect. Right. So but Nick, I saw in I saw in your stories that, you know, putting all this delicious black lacquer all over there, for some reason you forgot to like cover your floor and protect your floor. Well, <laughs> I um, didn't realize there was going to be that much overspray. Like, like it just didn't occur to me mm. there would be that much. <laughs> like I've I've sprayed black, I don't know how many times in my shop, and I've always had overspray, and it's never been too crazy. I mean, when I sprayed my, my outfit table with black poly, I had yeah. overspray, but I had like light misting, and I could literally just 
sweep it up, right? Sweep it. Yeah. It yeah. would just sweep. Yeah. Well, that was black poly, which I guess is a little bit different than lacquer. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so, a little bit. Uh, Solvent-based. So yeah, the solvent base is a little, a little different chemical makeup. So, you know, nine coats later, and I sprayed it. Well, I, okay, so I started spraying it vertically, and I didn't like how I was getting, like, a good pattern going up and mm. down. I just didn't like that for some reason, so I switched to doing horizontal. So I put it in my workbench vise. So I've got like a, a sacrificial like neck that I've bolted into the body, and I put that in my workbench vise, and I just had yeah. it flat, and I was spraying it. And I didn't even think twice about it, but every time I'd come off the body, <laughs> you oh know, my because you want you want to spray, you know, you want to keep going, right? You know, you don't stop at the edge; you just keep going off the edge. So mm-hmm. every time I come off, I'd be spraying my floor. You dusted the place. <laughs> right. Oh my I, gosh. Yeah. So everything on the right side of my shop is just basically black powder now. And I tr- mm-hmm. actually tried mm-hmm. to clean it up a little bit today. I was like, acetone removes lacquer. Sure. So I Thanks. poured a little acetone on the on the concrete and then got mm. a mop with a old mop head and just Oh dear you know tried to clean it up i'm like oh this is working no you're just really... painting the floor yeah, now i was just painting the concrete <laughs> yeah i was just swirling the lacquer around everywhere ah oh, man i have no idea what you would do there what did you try glue that's Type my on, name baby? dude you would uh, so in my stories today i said you know i'm gonna need recommend recommendations for uh concrete cleaners and everyone was like <laughs> type on three <laughs> i was like oh yeah why did i why <laughs> did i think about that <laughs> Oh man! So you're doing that out of a rattle can, right? Yeah, yeah. It's now, all you, aerosol. Do you, do you plan on doing more of these in the future? Yeah, and I, uh, I'm. If I do more in the future, I will switch over to H, HVLP. Okay. I just, I just didn't know what I was going to be getting into. So right. I mean, rattle can is just cheaper. Well, because you don't even need, um, like necessarily HVLP. You could get like. Apparently, people use these cheap little guns from Harbor Freight or Husky yeah, and for an air compressor. compressor. Yeah, you got. Yeah, but you're not compressor. spraying much. You're not like spraying a yeah. piece of furniture. You're just like, right. like you don't need that much air. I don't know how big your compressor is, but you know if you I get a five pounder. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. Well, you better build like really small guitars. Right. But I, ukuleles only. I mean, I still think. Oh, wow, one gallon. Yeah, that's a trim compressor. Yeah, that's all you I use. Like, I mean, I I, get like I don't use air tools. Mm. And okay. it's funny because, I mean, it's a, a California air, so it's like super quiet. Yeah, that's right. And I, I just leave it on all the time, but it it runs like the second you like use it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it oh, holds. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, one hundred twenty <laughs> pounds, and then the second you click it on to blow any kind of air for anything, it it's kicking yeah. on and refilling. Yeah, but it's so small. Yeah. It's great for like bringing to the job site. We just have a little nailing to do, so you don't have to carry a big one. Oh, it's, and it's so yeah, quiet. It's perfect, but, perfect for like twenty-three gauge. Yes, yes. Which is pretty much all I use it for. What's the next steps here after a clear? I'm gonna give it like, well, so there's a little bit of a debate in the lacquer world, which I should maybe I'll ask you guys, how many days should I give it to cure before I wet sand it? So far, mm. I'm sitting at like mm, two days right now. 
What does it say on the bottle? I mean, I would think a bottle? day. I mean, I, I don't. It's so thin, and that stuff says. flashes off pretty quick. Yeah, it does. And that's the beauty of it. I would say like it. 24 hours to 48 would that's, be enough. Uh, but Oh, yeah. This is why I, you should I, always have a scrap piece. I used to do this with tables. That oh. you put the same coats of finish on the scrap piece when you do your table, and then you got a tester that you can play around with before yeah, you go straight to mm. a finished piece. I usually do that with glue, so I know when the glue is set up. Oh, glue, you just need 10 minutes, and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's my rule of thumb. <laughs> Well, I'll pro- maybe then I'll wet sand it tomorrow. I'll start with like 600 grit and just wet sand it because, like I said, it's got those just little bit of divots from the towel. Mm. I mean, it's not terrible. You you can't even see it. It's like a 10-footer right now. Mm. You know, it looks great from 10-foot. Mm. You should but look into... If you're going for peel. like a piano finish on the back of that, you should look into like a buffing compound to put on it too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm planning on. So... After I do this wet sand, I want to get rid of those marks before I start adding the clear. Because I don't I don't think I need to add as much clear to the back. So I'll concentrate more on the top and then spray the back, you know, with it. But I don't have to, like, put as thick of coats on the back as I do on, on the top. So in theory, nine coats or so on the, on the top, whatever I get on the back is fine. And... Just level sand like every three or four coats ish, so that it'll be nice and and flat and look, you know, divot free, and it'll look like a mirror, really nice and glossy. So that's my next steps. I I, I think I'll probably start with six hundred grit wet sand, maybe do eight hundred grit if I mm-hmm. really need it, just to kind of you know take down if if it's because black shows. Everything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. When I did that uh, pipe video and I was sanding down the vulcanite pipe stem. Oh, yeah. I think I went up to 2,000 grit on that yeah. thing before I, I buffed it, it out. And what did you use to buff fine. it? Just a buffing wheel and some uh-huh. carnauba wax. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Delicious. You, you just hold the wax to the spinning wheel and then it transfers on there once it right. heats up. And then you just hold the stem to the wheel and it transfers yeah. back on. The heat mm. makes it nice and nice shiny. And, shiny. and that thing was yeah. like, yeah, it was glass like black. Yeah, because I even asked you, I was like, is is that all just plastic? Yeah, I, looks, I mean, it it's a, it's got to be a type of plastic. It's called vulcanite. I think it's a like plastic that won't burn very easily. Oh, okay. Because the way you bend it is you actually hold a torch to it to get it soft, and then you can bend it to kind of get the oh, shape. It just makes that you it want. malleable. Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm planning on doing. I don't, I mean, some people take, you know, uh, lacquer up to 2,000, 4,000, I mean, even higher. I don't think I'll need to do that because I'm going to, you know, put on as much clear as I possibly can and then buff it with just co- some comp- or different compounds like a uh, a medium cut. And then a fine swirl remover. Yeah, I bet you'll and that's be fine. pretty much it. Yeah, you'll be good. I mean, it's the back of the guitar. No one's gonna look back there, anyways. But it's gonna be also on the front, all the clear. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, but the front will be sh- easier because it's not solid black. It's got some right, variation going on. It's yeah. got that um, quilted northern pattern. 
So right, the toilet paper, <laughs> which yeah. I so really appreciated that comment. That was great. <laughs> 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 Looks like toilet paper. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I no. did this river table, and it's got some really nice um, kind of ribboning in the maple too. Some spalting and stuff. It's some mm. chatoyance. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty though. <laughs> it did look nice. I mean, you is did a heck of a job on it. Thanks. Is it still I'll give pretty? you that? Yeah, it looks great. It looks better now. Um, yeah, J-Cats, built for generations. Jcats mm. came up and really helped me figure out like the best approach on kind of what to do with it. So that video is coming out this next week, and it's going to be a good one. Mm. When, wow. when are you anticipating it coming out? Well, I wanted it to come out today, but that didn't happen. No. Mm. I'm still waiting on approval from the sponsor, but that's my own fault because I didn't send it off until yesterday. <laughs> uh, well, so as soon as it gets approved, it'll come out. The video's almost done, so probably Monday or Tuesday it'll come out. Oh, yeah. Nice. Not too far off. Yeah, I've never released a video on a Monday or Tuesday, but why not? It's yeah, it'll safe. be a big hit. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be a boom. It'll be good. It'll be an explosive video. Yeah. Very good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Strap in. So what Strap do you guys in. got um, coming up next? What's next on the agenda? Well, well, why don't we, can we go to our segment, what'd you... Screw up? F up, S- <laughs> F up this week. Well, we know it wasn't your giant built-in because you said, and I quote, yeah, right. I didn't make a no single mistakes. mistake. Not a single one. It did not. Okay. Um, so I was hooking up or wiring up the plug to my new bandsaw today. Oh, which, is, uh, which you uh, are casting some major shade at Harvey. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I was that was minimal <laughs> sh- that was minimal shade for what it could be. <laughs> so I had to. It came with a plug, but it was only like six feet long. So I needed to get some wire and a proper receptacle to match or proper plug to match receptacle I have. So I cut the wire to length. And <laughs> trying to remember the sequence of events here because I may have passed out. Uh, <laughs> so I got it hooked up to the actual plug, but I didn't hook it up to the bandsaw yet. So I pulled the wire because I had 25 feet of wire. So I pulled it all the way out. I'm like, all right, I only need about 16 feet or so. Well, then I trimmed the wire to that length, totally forgetting that I had it plugged in. And there was Uh-oh. an explosion. Oh, I've done that. Oh, no. My oh, hand whoops. is all black. I mean, luckily, I mean, that's 220. So luckily, I, I don't know how I didn't get electric. I mean, I was using rubber grip pliers and obviously the the wire, the uh, coating or the casing on the wire is rubber butt or whatever it is. But right. I did not even feel anything. But Dude, it was, that'll make you change <laughs> the, your You know the little, um, <laughs> <laughs> on my wire crimpers, you know, they have the little... Uh, blades there for cutting the actual wire. It took like a huge chip out of the metal, out of the oh, one of the blades. Yeah. And my fingers were all black and it was close. Yeah, did I tell you guys I did ah. that exact same thing up in our attic when I was putting a light in? Did I talk about that on here? No. I was putting a light in our attic because there's no light up there and I wanted to put a light with the switch and everything. And I had my wife down below next to the breaker box and I had the little, you know, voltage tester to see when it was going to cut off and i guess i must have moved it away from the wire as she flipped the switch just enough for it to shut off so i thought like okay she got the right switch 
went to cut through the wire, oh, Ivor no. was like right next to me. And I cut through it. And same thing, like <laughs> explosion, black, black smoke right. all over my Boom. hand. <laughs> right. That's a light show. Time. I can't imagine with 220. Oh my um, God. It's like, what? And I feel like such an idiot. But mm. okay. You're still alive. alive. I'm yep. here. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Hopefully. But I got it all <laughs> wired up. And I so I ran, I set it up for how I set up uh, my bandsaws for resawing, which is the Alex Snodgrass method of how you set your bearings and your thrust bearings and all these things. And the first cut through, I just I just did a sample. It was like, yeah, you know, like an eighth inch resaw. It was perfect. I'm like, all right, let's really bring this thing down. So I went to a 32nd and it was perfect. I checked it with calipers like the whole way down. It was just dead money. That would never happen with the Harvey, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat it's worth the money and i did sell the harvey he was supposed to come pick it up today oh, if we didn't yeah. have a freaking blizzard did you oh, how so honest man. were you in your hopefully um, tomorrow sale? uh i just put on i just said i'm getting rid of it because i need something with more power and a bigger saw and the guy's like hey i got a harvey that'll match my harvey table saw perfectly it's okay. like great yeah here you go come and get yeah. it come and get it the bandsaw so, that talks to you while you use it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like a baby bird. <laughs> baby well, that's bird. cool. Yeah, but now I'm in that zone where, you know, I, I, I do like doing these built-ins off-site, but the problem is when you're there for so long, like every time you go, you bring something else, and then you realize, where did all this... I just have so much stuff at my sister's, and at Kevin's from building that built in there. So I have stuff everywhere. And my shop is a, I started cleaning up today, but I just, I got nowhere to put things. I got too much stuff. And I, and I need to get organized for this online course that they're coming out to film next month. And it's just, a, Woo! it's just a lot. And I have to build the thing first as like a prototype so I can map out all the steps and we can have the whole course outline before I actually mm. build it and film it for real. So, yeah, my back, I'm up against the wall here with uh, a little bit. So I was trying to rearrange my shop to make it a little more streamlined, but it's just, I just got no time. So I hear you. I'm trying to manage the mess. You know, but you, you like the, your new bandsaw, though. Yeah, I mean, for, for what I did with it today, it was, was perfect. It is. I, the, the only thing I miss from the Harvey with that is the foot brake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, oh, and the other thing I effed up with that. So... The Powermatic version of that, which is like, you know, the the father of the, the jet, my buddy Alec over at Owlhead Woodco just got the PM2000, and that has the same big lever on the back that lets you put it at half tension and no tension. So you can put it at half tension when you're not using it that way. It's oh, not yeah. constantly putting tension on your blade. Stretching your blade out. So it comes that way halfway down and he told me that on his powermatic it will not start if you do oh. not have it in full tension so in my mind i'm like oh this must oh, be the same but the jet does <laughs> oh boy i turned that thing on and it Did was you ruin, <laughs> ruin a blade? that blade went everywhere oh uh, well i was like well what could possibly i couldn't have done that much damage so it wouldn't even cut a piece of wood like i couldn't <laughs> even get oh, really? it to go an inch into a piece of wood I mean, I wasn't wow. going to use that blade anyway because I bought a Highland Woodworking uh, wood slicer. So I got that thing on and 
that works great. <laughs> but the problem is I, I bought a Grizzly Bear Crawl mobile base for it, which is awesome. But it sits in there just deep enough that when I try to open the bottom door, it hits the bolts that you screw into the mobile base to like secure it the whole so <laughs> i either have to take the whole thing off and put like a just a little three quarter inch platform in there so it sits up a little bit or every time i want to open the door tilt the bandsaw <laughs> backwards safe. and open the door <laughs> yeah it sounds really <laughs> yeah optimal I'll do that just put a platform <laughs> in it's gonna suck and that to thing's... do it but then you'll be good to yeah. go yeah i'll have to figure yeah. out how to do that I'm sure this will yeah, figure it. It'll be I'll good. Figure it out. So it'll be great. It'll make a good video. I'll make sure <laughs> oh, I have the yeah. camera rolling on that. Oh yes, disaster when Add I knock the thing over. Yeah. into my garage door. Angle. Yeah. <laughs> What's next for you, Jason? With this, you know, the river table's done, and you got other things behind the scenes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I said about. on the last episode yeah. that um, we're. Fi- Filming this TV Adot, show yeah. for Magnolia, which then they sent me a um, sent me a document on like uh, what I can and can't post or talk about. Turns out I never should have talked about it on the podcast. Um, but that's not going <laughs> oh, to stop We're going to have to pull me. that down. Um, I mean, I doubt anyone from Magnolia <laughs> listens to the podcast, right? It's fine. But, Probably dude, not. I got to tell you. I don't know if I'm cut out for this TV life. <laughs> it's, it's just hard going, because, isn't it? I mean, I don't oh, blame man. the film crew at all because they're not woodworkers, but it's just like I'll cut all the pieces for something that I'm building. I won't go into details because I don't want to get in trouble, mm. but I'll cut all the pieces and they'll be like, all right, great. We're going to reset the cameras. We're going to move them over here and then we want you to do the same thing over again. Yep. And I'm like, I just cut all the pieces. I don't have any more wood. <laughs> That's all the wood I have. Oh, no. And they're like, well, can't you just fake it? So here I am, like, cutting scrap pieces of wood with, like, the bark still on them, pretending to make stuff. It's yep. just, man, it takes a long time. And then I'm not good. I'm just so bad at standing around, not doing anything. I always got to be doing something. And yeah. there's just so much time in between because they got to get the lighting just right. And they got all these fancy lighting things and boards that light bounces off yep. of and blackboards that light gets absorbed into and oh man those are called flags dollies and dollies weird things that cameras roll on yeah. i don't know so it just takes forever to set up a single shot so i don't know how anybody gets anything done it's crazy welcome to my world <laughs> it's gonna be a long long month and a half here yeah oh. produ- I, I think i told you before I mean, when you mentioned, you know, this was going to happen, I was like, just be prepared for how slow production moves. Yeah. Mm. And then every time they get all their stuff set up and I'm about to cut, they're like, hey, is this going to make dust? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's going to make dust. It's a wood shop. Oh, uh, everything. Okay. Any way, any way to like cut down on that? No. Mm. Um, well, I've done yeah, everything. Hold your mouth I can over the blade here. <laughs> yeah, suck it, it all in. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a fun experience. It's kind of interesting to see how things are done, but. How many, how many, how many, ugh, how many people are on the film crew? So how many guys you got there or gals? Oh, on any given day, there's like 
Well, usually there's just two guys there. Um, oh, really? But just there's two? a few more people flying in this next week. Yeah, because the I mean the project we're doing is going to be drawn out over a month and a half, and so there's oh, not a lot going well, on see, on any yeah. given day, and so they just really want to kind of budget wise mm. slim things down as much as they can. So there's just the two main camera guys, but one of them's what they call the showrunner. So he's like the camera guy, but he's also like kind of directing everything. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I had the high hope that I was going to be able to still do YouTube videos like while they were doing this, but it's been really hard to get anything done. I can imagine. Because their equipment's like all over the place. So even if like they're getting a shot set up and they're like, all right, we'll be ready in 45 minutes. I can't really like do anything on the other side of the shop because there's stuff all over the place. and You're making dust. Yeah. Yeah. And they want their lights the right way. and Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm. Now, have you tried to convince them to just use the iPhone? I mean, like, hey, guys. I have. Man. I've mentioned I've mentioned that a ton. Well, because, all right, they're going to be here for a month and a half. This is for one episode that's going to be, it's a half an hour episode, but with commercials. It's going to be like <laughs> oh 23 gosh. minutes. Yeah. A They've month and a half. They've probably already filmed 40 hours of footage. Oh. I guarantee that's like three minutes. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's like for nothing. Yeah. We haven't even really started on this project yet. And I'm like, you guys, for a 37-minute video, it's a lot if I got six hours of footage. Yeah. You guys are doing this all wrong. I like to constantly. <laughs> Dude, you need to tip Hollywood up on its nose. Show them how it's done. <sighs> I know. All you need is an iPhone. We should teach a class about that, Keith. Yeah, we should. And you know what? Maybe we, we will. Are. Maybe we will. Or maybe we I, are. You know, you you did a story about that today, and I tried to repost your stories. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you where, like, you repost someone's stories and it doesn't have any sound to it? Yeah. <sighs> I've Instagram seen that. with the sound is just killing it's broken. I tried it twice, and both times it was just you, like a silent movie, and I was like, well, this is pointless, <laughs> so I just deleted them off of there. But if you didn't see Keith's stories, we are currently slotted to teach a class next Workbench Con all about how all you need is an iPhone, and you too can have a thriving YouTube yep. channel. And I'll just be in the audience booing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the We're reason a- you don't have a thriving YouTube channel is because you're not using an uh, iPhone. Maybe, Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to go to your class. We were ta- uh, talking. I was talking to John at uh, Lincoln Street Woodworks. He said we should put you in a lifeguard chair and just like looking down at us, shaking your head with a whistle in disbelief. Yeah, with yeah. a whistle. Yeah, exactly. I'll Wrong. just blow yeah. my whistle every five minutes. And be like, no, quit running. Your catchphrase <laughs> can be "Hold the phone," you know, because <laughs> it's about a phone. Oh, no, uh, but you know, um, J Cats was up here for the last uh, three or four days, which we had mm. a blast. That guy, I cannot say enough good things about him. He is just such a great guy to hang out with. But he was up here with his um, filmer Mark. Does all of his videography, but does a lot of his website stuff and a bunch of other stuff. I was wondering who company. that guy was. Yeah. Um, and I was showing them how I make thumbnails on my phone. And even they were like, holy cow, that's actually pretty awesome. That's a good, that's a good way to do it. Because I made a thumbnail for them literally in like 15 seconds. And they were like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I, give you props. I give you props for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. I can't believe they put tickets on sale already. So you can buy them now for 429 bucks, and then they're going to roll out like other early birds in July and October. Yeah, and then like a sliding scale. Right, and then that's last wild. minute is 599 So, I mean, I think it's good because you get people, number one, fresh off this year who want to buy right away. And then you have people who just saw people there and they get all this FOMO and like, oh, I can buy it right now at this reduced price. Let's do it. Yeah. So. Well, and the nice thing is if you buy it now, by the time next year rolls around, you will have already forgot that you spent that money. So you're basically going for free. Right. Or yeah. you can like sell it and take the profit and don't even go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> scalp <laughs> it. Buy it now, reduce price. Yeah, scalp Dude, I'm going to buy some tickets then and I'm going to sell them for $100 cheaper like the week before. Uh, yeah. yeah. What is that? I, like I got that two idea. tickets to Pavarotti. I got Pagliacci. Pagliacci. That's right. Pagliacci. Yeah, I mean, speaking Nada. speaking of this fa- <laughs> this filming thing, yeah. So when they come out to film this online woodworking course thing, they're only slated to be here for four days, and we have to like film like a three part free video series we're releasing first, and then the whole furniture build. Um, and you know, I don't have the heart to tell them that I've never built anything <laughs> in four days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's right, right. They want to come like. Um, so Monday through Thursday, and then that Friday is Good Friday, so it's a holiday. So they want to, I guess, roll right into taking well, a long holiday weekend. Is there any way that your prototype that you build, you can just dry fit together? Yes, it's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of do it a New Yankee Workshop kind of where I'm gonna have one already built, and then say, you know, as you can see on the prototype here, and and then oh, then we can yeah. quickly do it. So yeah, but if you just dry fit it together, then you could pull it apart while you're filming and have the individual pieces and, and just you know mimic the table saw. Yeah. yeah. I think that's make the noises with your mouth. (laughs) 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 That could go on mixed channel then. Yeah. Yeah. Alternate channel. Nobody knows about that channel. But yeah, that's why I kind of want to build this ahead of time. So I got everything down and I have the parts and like I'm ready to roll. So I I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be a new experience. But if it works, could be could be good. Could be be lucrative. That could be awesome. Could be huge. I'd be interesting to see what kind of production they bring for that. Probably some guy yeah, with his iPhone. Yeah, I asked too. I'm like, are you bringing a sound? I'm like, I know this sounds a weird question, but I think of these things like, how many people are coming? Do they have, is there a sound guy and a camera guy? Do I have to give them lunch? Do they need drinks? Are they allergic to cats? Like, are I'm asking union? all these. I mean, I'm right. <laughs> You're so funny. You know, I'm like used to just myself. Like, I'm not a, you know, I can be a good host, but it's also like, uh, you know, do you need personal time in the bathroom upstairs? There's dude wipes in the drawer. You know, I don't know what you need, <laughs> but you know, I, 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 there's the refrigerator. Get, grab what you want. Uh, so I mean, to just, be fair, Keith said all these same things to me before I stayed right. at his house for mm-hmm. ten days. So. Yeah, oh, right. ten days. Yeah. Ten days. So I mean, are they getting you know, a hotel? It was a great ten days. It really was. It flew by. I can't imagine that they're planning on staying. No, they with won't. You. Do that. No, be, no, no, no. Yeah, no. They'll find a hotel somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. So huh. yeah, it's just the whole thing. Like you know, days go long. Are we grabbing dinner together? Do they? You know, do I need to put someone lactose intolerant so I can't have cream <laughs> right. for their coffee? Yeah, I I don't know. Mm. No nuts in the shop. About. You know what? That's where you <laughs> yeah. just say, "Hey, it's my shop. It's it's what it is. My you rules. Just take yeah, it leave it. I You're not allowed in the house. Anything special for him? You go in yeah. the garage and out the garage. This is a business relationship. So you haven't heard exactly. about what what all is actually going to be showing up? No, they haven't sent over their rider or their what they're what they're doing. Yeah. 
I feel like I've asked in these calls and like that's a great question. We'll put it in the in the follow up email. The, <laughs> they don't even the, know. you know the recap. <laughs> so uh, they know what they're doing. They they have like all the whole thing is a formula. They sent out a separate email that was like, "You guys, I think this guy will give us lunch if we ask him to." Yeah, I'm gonna have his whole this whole spread. Great. Make your own tacos, a chocolate fondue pot, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mm. treat him right. Caught right. I'm not entertain. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be. Friggin' celery and peanut butter with raisins. Little ants on a log. I will say the yeah. one thing with them um, filming the show that has been nice, but also not nice because I feel like I'm getting fat. Is Craft services. It's oh. like some. It's some like um, guild requirement. I don't know for like filming crews yeah. that they have Sag. to take a lunch at a certain like point yep. of time every day. It's union and. Mm-hmm. It's paid for by the production. So every day at one o'clock, they're like, all right, we got to stop. We got to go out to lunch. So every day we're going out to lunch and it's paid for by the production crew. So we're every you day. Take them over you take them to the, the taco uh, place? I was going to say. No, yeah. I said we could go to the taco place. And they're like, no, let's go someplace nice ah, and sit down. And nicer. Like, oh, sir. Okay. Yeah, we'll go to Capitol Grill. The every one day. downside McDonald's. is they're not allowed to drink on these lunches. Oh. So. Are you? I tried to. I am. They said I could do whatever I want. And then I was like, well, how about I buy you guys beers? But they wouldn't do it. Mm. I think they were afraid I'd tell. Bunch of Mormons. They're <laughs> afraid you'd tell. <laughs> you yeah. talk about it in your stories. Uh, they get kicked like, off uh, the production. They don't want that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's too dangerous. Too dangerous. So how? What is, we, um, what's Fresh Eyes what, doing during all this? Does he need stuff um, to do? Because I could probably delegate some stuff to him. Yeah, delegate him some emails and stuff you want him to write back. <laughs> no, he's um so we've been putting a ton of time into our online store. Yeah. Cool. We got a lot of great stuff that's gonna be coming out in the near future. We're working with um JCATs on a few new um tool designs for some cool stuff that I think people are gonna be really stoked on. I won't tell you what they are because patent pending. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But that, so he's working on that, a lot of merchandise stuff. But then also, he's in the show too. So, oh, oh Craig is. I yeah, never is. knew. How about well, it? Well, he is they now. showed up and they were like, they asked, they're like, hey, would he want to be in it? It'd be great. You guys could kind of play off each other a little bit. So, he's in there, baby. That's awesome. That's fun. And, until they cut and him now out. You can't fire him. I know. <laughs> I told him, I was like, your job is secure at least until the end of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Phew. He he wouldn't be yeah. eaten by a giant snake overnight. <laughs> no. And I will say, remember, and I think I said this last time, that there's a very good possibility that nobody will ever see this. Yeah. That, mm. I mean, that is possible. I mean, it's a pilot. Yeah. Look at Seinfeld. They never they got yeah. the pilot. <laughs> they never, nobody they never saw even it. wrote the pilot. Yeah. Nobody ever saw it. They were going to see it, but then they went to jail. That's right. Then they went so. to jail. <laughs> They're still in jail. <laughs> uh, so there's yeah. a chance we could film this whole thing, and the network could say, "You know, we don't like it. This is this is not what we were thinking." So or, we'll just have to wait and see. Or they lose all their footage in the cloud, and they there's nothing. I'm pretty sure they don't use the cloud. Oh no, that's smart then. <laughs> Right, because I would use the they cloud. They do <laughs> after each scene. They safety their equipment, and I had to ask what that yeah. means. But it basically means they instantly back up everything. Yep. Okay, they have a like master and a... eight times a day in multiple places. Yeah, you don't you don't and lose any of that. I'm footage. learning a lot. You know, I'm learning a lot about filming because I didn't realize 
that when they use these fancy cameras, when they film, it looks terrible. It looks all gray yeah. and there's no color to it. It's called oh. uh, log. And I was like, raw. what is this looks bad? And they're like, oh, well, we add the color afterwards or we like color grade it afterwards. That's right. Interesting. Like, it's basically just filming the data so you get better quality and then the color yeah. gets at. And I was like, that is stupid. iPhone, man. <laughs> <laughs> did you not huh. see how i filmed when i came out there did you not look no, at the back of my camera at all i did I it looked fine attention. i don't um, remember seeing you in black and white well it wasn't black and white but no it this was, isn't black it was and white flat. it's just like really washed it's out flat. Yeah. yeah there's no uh, contrast okay and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Camera, the cameras have these like big like they're almost like an ipad mounted on top of the camera yeah. so you can see like what you're looking Field at monitor. and then Mm. There's like this crazy like infrared like outline around everything. That's your and if it's outlined in red, it's like in focus. Peaking. And if it's not outlined in red, it's not like it's it's another level. Yeah, that's called peaking. So, that's so you know what's in focus. So that's an app that we'll be discussing in our workbench contact, which is Filmic Pro, which yeah. has all those things. And you can film in that flat mode and then come back and color grade. It's yep. a pain in the nuggets. Why I never use that program, but uh, it yeah, is that so we're going to talk about operating. a program that you never use and is a pain in the butt. Sounds like a great topic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just want to show people options. Like if they if they are a DSLR minded person and they know how to do that stuff, then there is an app for that. You just got to mm. pay. I just it for me, or keeping the white balance from one shot to the next in the same fo I just had a very difficult time with it. I was like, this yeah. is, there's no point in what, well, what we do. You know the other crazy thing about what they're like their equipment? And I'm actually buying the same mics that they use, their lav mics. Mm. Yeah. Because you run them inside your shirt. Yeah. And then you tape them inside your shirt. And then you button up your flannel. You can even zip up your coat over the top. Yeah. So you can't see the mic at all. And it still sounds amazing. Huh. You can do that with your road. You need to you get can? what's called, yeah, it's called an Invisalav. Road actually makes uh -huh. it. It's I a, use that it's on like, my teeth. No, a little different. Oh, that's, in, that's Invisalign. Invisalign. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So it, Road makes Invisalav. It's like a silicone block that you slide your lavalier mic right into, and then you can tape that right to your shirt or your chest. I do it every now and then in the shop when I want to actually look the part. That seems like a lot of work. Oh. It is. Yeah, but this is if this is an inside legit. of the block. It's just like it looks like a regular microphone head. It's just got one of those fuzzy things over the uh -huh. top. Doesn't and then they just use a piece of tape and they tape it like right inside your shirt and then button you all up. Yeah, you so can your do that chest with, hair you do doesn't that, uh, ruffle it? Nope. They said it doesn't. Says it sounds great. Nope. Hmm. It doesn't sound the best, but it sounds better than if you're using like a shotgun. Mm. Well, it's good enough for Magnolia. Right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> JoJo says it's fine. Yeah. Dude, one of these filmers, so he's really good on a drone. And he's been flying the drone around. And I asked him, I was like, how good are you on a drone? And he showed me footage of an air show that he filmed for National Geographic last month. And he shot this entire thing on a drone. This drone he uses goes 180 miles an hour. Wait, and the what? shots I don't believe the that. The shots, uh, <laughs> dude, he showed me. The shots are him flying this drone behind this actual airplane doing like loop-de-loops and barrel rolls, and he's matching this plane with the drone. Oh. Yeah. It's insane. Is that so online? It's, it's, he's doing all first-person drone. 
Yeah, he's got like the helmet thing on yeah. where you can like see. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got to have the special license because these drones, he's like, these drones could kill somebody easy oh, if yeah. they smashed into him. Absolutely. Because oh, they're going 180 miles an hour, but he's literally following this plane through the sky with this drone, like flying around. That's nuts. Yeah. That is bonkers. Did you guys like know I'm certified? For what? Certifiably Certif- insane. No, FFA, I'm FAA certified to dr- fly drones. Oh, wow. Oh, for the church. To you. Yeah. Day job stuff. Oh. I, I don't mean, do listen, anything. I don't do first person like that guy where I'm, you know, flying 100 miles an hour. But hey, speaking of FAA, this just reminded me because we talked about uh, Craig last time on the podcast and how oh, um, he's no. never sat in first class. Did he? Did he fly first <laughs> on the way back? Please oh, tell well, me. This is how nice he got the. This jump is seat. how nice. This is how nice Jeffrey Leatherman at uh, Jeff Leatherman Woodworks is. He had a first-class ticket to sit up with me, and Craig had one in coach, and Jeff gave up his seat so oh, Craig could fly Jeff up in first-class. Jeff is so nice. Wow. But here's the funny part. We hit major turbulence, so they canceled their service for the entire <laughs> flight. So everyone had to stay in their seats, and nobody could get, like, drinks or food or anything like that. So he was like he was still sitting in coach. Oh, and then he Jeff gave up his room. seat and was sitting back in coach, and we're sitting on the plane waiting to take off. And like, we're not taking off and there's this huge delay and everyone's wondering what's going on. Well, turns out the person sitting right next to Jeff is this little kid and he's puking all over oh, the place. Oh, no. And so they can't take off the planes because they got to come on. They have to take this kid and his family off. Jeff's like, he texts us. He's like, I'm sitting in coach and there's a kid thrown up right next to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh. Uh. Poor Jeff. Poor uh. Jeff. No so. good deed. It was a uh, pretty intense planet. turbulence, though. I love turbulence on a flight. That's my favorite part. Oh, no. That's my... It makes it more exciting when all of a sudden the plane just drops and, like, goes up and is, like, bouncing like all Like a around. roller coaster? Mm. Yeah. We did get one drink service before that, but trying to drink a bourbon <laughs> and soda with a plane bouncing all over the place, it's Neither tricky. sippy cup. <laughs> a yeah. big straw. Yeah. I'm, I was on a... Our, when I was flying with the company I used to work for, they had a little private jet that would go from like down from here down to Maryland. And so it's it's only like four seats. So I'm on there with the two big wigs and we hit a rainstorm. It was black clouds and the rain was coming. And you can see right into the cockpit and the windshield coming down so hard you can't see anything. You know when hard rain, that noise it makes. So yeah. we're going up and down and the turbulence up and down for, and I'm white knuckling the seats. And- I have never, and the problem is, like, if you crash, you don't see where you're going to crash because you can't see anything. It was just black clouds and rain. I was like, if I'm going to die in a place, I really want to see what I'm going to (laughs) hit. Like, I don't want to just all of a sudden blow up. I've never wanted to kiss the ground so bad as I did when I got off that plane because everything is accentuated on a small little prop plane. Oh, yeah. Oh, brutal. The worst I've ever Mm. gotten sick from like being in an airplane was this little plane that I flew from um, a little town in Haiti over to Port-au-Prince, Haiti. So mm. it, was, it was like a, like a 35, 45 minute flight, but it was the worst plane ride I've ever had in my life. And the pilot was like talking to us the whole time. I'm sitting right behind the pilot. He's like <laughs> leaning over as we bounce through the air and we're like <laughs> above the trees. And he was just like, no big deal. 
and I was yeah. getting so sick. It, it was the when we land, I literally got off the ground and just you know all fours was like, oh, <laughs> oh. it was. So I guess bad. if the if the pilot stays calm, you know you're okay. But if, yeah. when they start to panic and like yeah. and look at talking, each other, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. When they close I, the um, cockpit door, once. you know there's a problem. I was on a flight once, and the turbulence was so bad that the masks dropped down, oh, the oxygen masks. Yeah. And it, like, they didn't need to. It was like a malfunction. It was just getting bounced around so much. The masks oh. all popped down. So everybody, like, freaking immediately out. starts putting these masks on, <laughs> and the pilot comes on, and he's like, sorry about that, folks. Mm. Like, those weren't supposed to come down. Yeah, we hit a speed but bump. then they hung down. They hung down for the rest of the flight because there's no way to <laughs> yeah, get them back, them back up, up there. <laughs> They're just flopping it's around like a the whole time. beaded curtain hanging in front of you. And there was like two people at least on the plane that literally had them on the entire flight. But like yeah. They refused to believe that it was an accident. Even though oxygen wasn't flowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. That's funny. Good times. Well, I just don't get worried about that kind of stuff. If that's how I die. That's how I die. And I feel like that'd be a pretty good way to die because it'd be so instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Or you'd be well, like you those people in Alive where you start eating oh. everybody after you land or crash land. I feel like I could I could eat a person. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't... If you hide it, if, if you could, like hit it on my plate like in a stew and you're like, you know, and didn't tell me and then then you're like, oh yeah, how's Bob tasting of them? Like, wait, what? That's Bob? It's a little like, gamey. I, I don't know. I wonder if that would sit well. I will say this. I don't think I could kill somebody to eat them. Mm. Yeah. But in a survival situation, if they're already dead. Eh, where do you start, though? Where do you start? R- rump Not roast. the face. Rump you roast. You turn them over so like they the, can't watch the you? The calf would yeah, probably be pretty want, good. Not on me, want. dude. You're not getting any meat <laughs> off these calves. None. Yeah. Maybe the ribs, rib meat, like slow roasted. Ooh. All right. So- <laughs> With a little rotisserie. baby. <laughs> yeah. The, the rotisserie, the torso. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, that's a good way to warm up to it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a way to survive. It Like, I just have such a disconnect from death. Once that person is dead, mm. it's not that person anymore. That's true. It's just, yeah. a, it's just a hunk of meat. That's all it is. So some protein. Mm. Yeah. A little fat. I could do it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm what mainly I'm saying fat. is, if we're in a survival situation, just don't die around me. And you'll be fine. <laughs> right. All right, I'm going to poison myself, my meat, so <laughs> if you eat me, you'll you'll pay for it. You'll get dysentery. This is probably, this is probably after show material. Yeah, this has right? gone, uh, this gone is, downhill. This is beyond, this is Mike's off material. Yeah, now, because I, you know, lost signal there halfway through, I don't know what we're at time-wise, but we're probably th- over an hour. We now. are. Yes. Yeah, we're right at it, so. Oh, okay. Well, do we want to go to the after show and talk more about... How we would like to systematically eat another person. Yeah, probably. <laughs> With some sweet baby rays. And oh. Before we do that, I want to... Well, they don't call them baby back ribs for nothing. Um, <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want to thank our returning top tier patrons. And they are, in no particular order of importance, Ray Rodriguez. I nicked my Johnson at... Ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> Jeff Green, Mike Leiden, Scott Holland at Elevated Wood Design, Adam McKeon, Patrick Campo, Tim Bumgardner at Eason Bomb STL, Jordan at Rustin Creations, uh, Eric Spensley, Spensley Design Co., Derek Jennings at Pecan Tree Design, Aaron Granberg, Nolan Russell, Alan Dranberg. Oh, no, it's Aaron Gregerson, uh, Nolan Russell, Alan Dranberg. I kind of ran those together. 
Ricky Harkins, Jeff Noel at G-H-I-J-K-M-N-O-P-63. Nicole Lobby, Robert Fisher, Andreas Wenmier. Mm. at Jurassic.cc. He's from Sweden. Yono Reich. There he is. At Yono28, that's uh, Keith's neighbor. Ben Fuller at August underscore trails underscore designs. You know, we was it this guy that was at work? Yeah, we met Ben. Ben, yeah. I think he gave me some um, screen printed art that he did. Oh, cool. And it was awesome. And then he told me he was getting a Shaper Origin. And yeah, anyways. Nicholas Fairfield at Fairfield Woodworks. Michael Olson at m.j.olson2181. And Nick Leonard. There he is. He's also at WorkbenchCon. Yep. At Stated Woods Co. Who, he is a delightful person. He really is. He's a great human. In person. The nicest Nick I know. (laughs) And if you're not a patron and you want to sign up, get access to the after show. You go to patreon.com slash shopsoundspodcast to sign up. We've got some questions from our existing patrons that we'll answer in the after show. So if you sign up, you can you can ask us, not answer us. You can ask us questions, and we'll answer them over there. So that's right. That's where we're headed to the after show. Beep, beep. We go. Let's uh, take the drone over at 180 oh, right. miles an hour. Strap in. Miles. All right, guys, buckle up. All right, I want first class, though. You guys can sit in coach. Uh, we're going to have turbulence. Be a little turbulence. <laughs> turbulence. <laughs> All right. All right. See you. Later. I love I love river tables. <laughs> river tables? <laughs> river tables? <laughs>